welcome to KCI Kindled, creating space for meaningful dialogue, a podcast brought to you by Gunwage Collective Impact. The goal of this podcast is to open up a safe space for community members to have conversations about current social issues, both inter-community and global issues, culture and heritage, and language. This space encourages respectful expression of different opinions and perspectives. The opinions and perspectives expressed belong to the guests of the show and do not represent the views of Gunawage Collective Impact. Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on fnfiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. So welcome to KCI Kindled. Uh, We are back for our second episode. These are all just a bunch of uh, pilot episodes before we really get into, we're trying to just feel things out a bit, trying to get a direction, trying to find our voice with with the podcasts. So uh, we have Denon Phillips, hello, who is the co-host for the show today. And we have Merrick Daibo on as our guest for today's show. Buongiorno, buongiorno. Um, so I just want to introduce Merrick. Who are you? Who am I? I'm Merrick Daibo. Uh, <laughs> I'm born and raised here in uh, beautiful uh, Gahnawage. I, I'm an old man now and uh, I have three kids and I have a partner, Wahesu Waibin, who is killing it at the university level and uh, I'm killing it at the uh, high school level with the students that I work with at, over here at uh, KSS. So yeah, uh, that, that, that's me in a nutshell and uh, yeah, happy to be here. Nice to see you guys. Well, thanks for coming on the show. We actually had Wahesu on for our, our very first show. That's right. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I listened into the show. It was, it's pretty good. You guys did a great job. That was a really uh, heavy issue for our first show, but exactly. we, we did really good with it. And I am so thankful that she came on because she yeah. is such a beautiful speaker. Yes, she's eloquent. It's a heavy issue. So yes, it is. Yeah. You need so. some eloquency when in dealing with that issue, right? So Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So uh, as far as I understand, you guys invited me to to talk about some scary stories and things like that. So how do you want to roll with this? <laughs> well, yeah, it's 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 nice to nice to have you here, Merrick. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you mentioned it before the show started, that uh, this this podcast we're going to talk about many many different things, from you know the hardest of issues to you know something a little more lighter than yeah. uh, with 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 scary stories. Mind you, these are not uh, you know. For kids, some of them may be terrifying. I don't know. It depends where we're going to go in this direction. But <laughs> yeah, that's just the direction we're going today. And with scary stories, I could just go in any way. That's uh, right. Huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I could tell you that my, I guess my first dealings with hearing scary stories, as most of us, has always been with family, right? Right. For me, it definitely was my grandmother. That was my, my father's uh, mother. But it's not to say that other family members didn't pitch in, you know, uh, some some awesome stories along the way. Uh, so for me, where things started was with my grandmother, Nancy, my father's mother, she would tell me countless stories and, and most of them to this day, you know, uh, ring true, or there's, there's elements of, I guess, lessons to be learned within some of those stories. Actually, I'll say most of those stories. Right. Mm-hmm. So I remember the first, the first story that she told me was about these flying orbs and they would follow people, especially at night when they've been doing bad things. And of course, mm. I'm trying to utilize the <laughs> language that she would say for, for me at that age, right? Like maybe five or six years old. And yeah, she would say, you know, there was these orbs that would follow people at night. And especially if they were doing these bad things. And well, grandma, what does bad things mean, right? So she said, you know, there's people that they, they drink alcohol at night and they, they do really bad things to people when they're under the influence. And she said that these orbs would follow them and it would, they would be on fire. 
and it would follow them to the point where they they'd start to run. And when they would run, this is when more of the impact would happen. It would catch up to them and it would trip them up. And then something would happen in terms of like a, a message that would come across, like this orb would actually, in a sense, speak to the person and say, you've been doing bad and now you need to get right. What you've been doing, these activities you've been doing, you need to stop because you have children at home, because you have a wife at home or what have you, right? So that was the the the, the introduction for me as a child listening to this story about don't do, don't do bad and bad won't happen to you. And the beautiful thing about hearing those type of stories is that even though the threat was there from these entities, these orbs or whatever, mm -hmm. the threat is there, but the worst things that have hap that happened to these people is that incident in its own. There wasn't the follow-up to like, you, uh, they didn't get hurt. And well, yeah, the guy stumbling and hurts his knee or whatever, he got hurt, but that was it. But the lesson from the orb, this flying orb is get right and do right by your family and, and be there for them. Don't be gallivanting and be out all night, right? It's be home and take care of things. So that, at least back then, that when these stories were were coming up, those were enough to give a lesson to people to say, well, yeah, I'm not going to go out at night. So for me, that is the, the or earliest story that I got from my grandmother. And it's not scary, and, you know, but when you're a child and you're hearing about these it's flying scary. orbs and these, yeah, these fire objects coming at you and tripping you up. Yeah, you get scared. And the lesson learned is for, for me at that age, and I know why, I mean, of course, as an adult, I understand why that story is told now, right? Stay in, the sun goes down get your butt in the door, right? <laughs> Stay inside now because we don't know what's going to come, right? So I understand the safety behind that. And, you know, she was a helicopter gra grandparent as well. So I understand <laughs> why why she went implemented that. But that's the earliest story that I have, you know. Uh, and then, of course, we all have the legends we all grew up with hearing, right? So from hearing about the flying head to Zikadzik, uh, to, to, the hoof lady, exactly. You know, we, we all grew up with those stories here in this community and it's, it's funny. I mean, I don't want to go too off topic. I know I'm here to talk about storytelling, talk about right? Yeah. All of it. Yeah. But, uh, I could say at survival school that the staff that I'm with, the majority of them are non-native staff that I, I work with and they're so fascinated by our stories. And they always ask these questions that why are you not afraid? why are you not afraid to, to walk around at night in the community? And I said, well, I think for a lot of the community members, it's just, this has been a part of the way we've been raised. This is a form of normalcy for us. Yeah. And right now in the school, there's things happening. Mm. Objects are falling. Things Fun. are shifting around. People are hearing whispering every now and then. And for me as the staff member, you know, I'm just doing my work. I'm typing away or I'm meeting with a student or what have you. And the other staff, they're like, did you hear that? What's going on? <laughs> Looking around. Merrick, what's going on? Did you hear that? And yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. I said, they're just paying a visit. So that's what I mean in terms of the normalcy, right? Yeah. For mm -hmm. us, it's not a big deal. Karina, you know by experience, when we were younger and, and working at, uh, when you were a, ma a MAD group member, <laughs> yes. and, al and, al and also <laughs> being a facilitator, the things that would transpire, right? Oh, yeah. So there was some creepy stuff going on. Oh, like this whole the older part of Gunawage, like that whole village yes. area is a major highlighted area right? Absolutely, because yeah. there's so much history there and all the stone buildings are there. And I know there's a science where stone buildings actually hold on to energy and specifically ne negative energy, actually. Mm -hmm. But the water, which is kind of nice, the water takes the negative energy away. So we have the river right, mm -hmm. right there. But 
that whole area is a hotspot for all kinds of energies. Yeah, hello. I'm not going to say ghosts and I'm not going to say spirits, but energies. energies. I like that. <laughs> it's good. I like that. Energies. But no, you're absolutely spot on with that, Karina. I mean, look, just saying history. History. History of yes. that area. Come on. Come on. There were wars fought. You know, people. Did. There's literally the holes in the That's wall from the war are still there. That, those were for <laughs> cannons. We forget these things, right? And I mean, younger generations more so, they don't know about those type of things, but they don't know that people literally gave their lives on right the there, line, on right that, there. On that earth. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, they forget the area where, where, where Mad Group was. They, you know, people in Gunawaga, they forget that there was a house not far away from there that was the general's house. Mm-hmm. And there was underground tunnels that led to that house. You the know, catacombs. Yes, yes, the catacombs. They're still there. <laughs> they're still there. They're just all. Uh, I think they caved them in on purpose. Actually, there's so. a there's a home actually that has access to one still, but it's completely gated off, mm-hmm. and no one is allowed in there because of safety reasons. Right? They're exactly, like hundreds yeah. of years old. Who want, I, I want to go in there. Me too. Uh, yeah, curiosity's sake, I'd love to go find, you know, the, the underground map of this. Yeah. It's oh my like, goodness. It's like Can New you York imagine? City underground, seeing the subway yeah, system. Or you, yeah, you, you think about like, I, I thought immediately about Paris, right? The underg- underground catacombs yeah. and there's the skulls and whatnot in, in, in the yes. catacombs, you know, it's, it's really captivating to hear things like that. It's really interesting. And, and look, we have our own history here and you're right. I mean, just talking about this, I'm watching, I'm watching you guys and it's like, automatically our eyes get bright and the excitement <laughs> of yeah. too. I'm like, already getting excited. Right? Like we want to go in with our, our ghost detecting. Oh, sorry. There's the, there's oh, a word, right? Energy. We wanna, the energy detectors. Because <laughs> yeah. it is energy. That's you're detecting that energy. But That's exactly what that I'm all is. down for it. Like if there is a crew, if you're out there and you know, like you have this equipment, like let's, let's get together and let's, uh, let's investigate these things. You got oh. Ghostbusters and That's PKE it. meters. Yes, and- yes. I'm all set to go. We need oh, Spangler. We need Spangler. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just for me overall, yeah, it, it came a lot of my storytelling or, or the stories I heard was from my grandmother. And then, of course, uh, hearing it from peers, you know, uh, talking, oh, my grandmother told me this story. And, you know, my father told me this about this part of town and whatnot. But overall, I know it, just going back to uh, uh, talking with uh, my staff, you know, it, it is it's normalcy here. There's, there's not yeah, many people that is. you run into here that question it. Or there's not a lot of people here that have not had an experience. That's right. Because I, I kind of feel like everyone has either felt something, seen something, heard something. Like On just some level, something. right? Yeah. On some level, for sure. So I guess one of the, the stories that I, I'd like to share is something that you're well aware of. And, and immediately, immediately, as soon as I seen you, I knew I had to, I had to share this story and it, it, uh, I'm hoping I don't cross anybody or bring up bad feelings or anything like that, but you know what, this is my own opinion on things. So <laughs> when, uh, when I was working as a mad group facilitator here in, in the community, I guess just saying mad group, most of the community members that know of mad group, they know where, where we went. They, mm-hmm. it was, we called it the white house. So kind of central to the community and you had pointed out within that area where energies are happening, this building happened to be one of those spots. So I remember as a facilitator, part of my job was just to ensure that all the students, you know, they were cared for and we heard them out. And if there was any issues, we're there to help. And uh, I facilitate. That's exactly what it is. Right. So one night everybody's there. We have a whole crew. There's like 17 or 18. And uh, this is all youth between the ages of. 12 to 17, right? So of course you start talking about stories 
energy stories, right? Ghost stories. <laughs> energy uh, stories. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we got. TM, coin phrased. So uh, these energy stories, yeah. And of course, everybody has a story to tell, right? And I, I knew going in and talking about these stories that there's going to be a few, stu- uh, a few people who are going to get upset or not, and not necessarily get upset, but maybe be on edge about things. And a you know little you, freaked out. Yeah. And you know, yeah. when you talk to uh, little children and you tell them, you tell them a scary story and they automatically think that, oh, did you feel that? Did mm-hmm. you sense that? Like everybody gets the yes. heebie-jeebies, so to speak. Right. So that's, I kind of figured that's what was going to happen with the teens. Right. But it didn't. Everybody was just sharing some really cool stories. And then I remember there was one individual, uh, I wish I could name her name, but I don't want to call her out too much, but she was sitting next to the staircase. <laughs> you already know where we're going yeah, with know. this. So, so we're sitting. I'm already at the, getting nervous. Right? I'm like holding myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm facilitating the group. I'm telling my stories. Other people are sharing their stories. And then this, this uh, young lady, she just stops and she gets real quiet. And she was one that was never quiet. <laughs> you know who you are out there anyway. But she was not, uh, she was quiet and she just looked up. Actually, she, yeah, she looked up to her left and she goes, oh my God, what is that? And everybody, including the two facilitators, including myself, we turned and we looked and we all seen the same thing. There was, I, I know people can't see this, so I'm trying to let them know what we seen. There was a staircase, obviously to a second floor. And at the top of that second floor, between the spindles of the staircase was a face. And the face was of an old man. And he did not look away. It didn't vanish with a blink of an eye or the snap of a finger. He stayed there and he looked at all of us. And, and the person that seen it, his eyes were looking like following her because I guess she was the first to see it. But... Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah, for real. Sorry, I just got the, those little, uh, <laughs> yeah, the shit, the goosebumps there. But it's only through that experience, right? Like that, I could have those goosebumps. But everybody freaked out. Everybody and everybody left the building. Everybody went on the porch, and then we're like, "It's cold out. Why are we out here?" Right? <laughs> like, and but that was that acceptance of we know that this building is not ours. Yes, we know that we're here, and this was somebody's home. So who are we? And this was actually, this was the beautiful part. Lessons learned, right? This was the beautiful part was afterwards we talked about it as a group. And even though we were all freaked out, we came to this, this general understanding of, well, yeah, this isn't our home. We just utilize this space. And that's really what all of us who are living are doing. It's true because we're not the first people. That's it here yeah we didn't build this land right we built built a house around it but there's you know it's been there for a long time and even that the house somebody put literally their blood sweat and tears into that home. oh yeah for sure so like the original white house before the new building that's there now yeah man there's so much that happened oh yes too many stories too many stories it just happened in that (sighs) building alone do you remember the the entry to the basement Oh, underneath the kitchen the, yes the cellar oh, the cellar <laughs> the fruit cellar we, <laughs> the, it was a really like kind of small kitchen so like the regular kitchen stuff like the sink and all that stuff would be on one side and yeah. then a big long table in the center but there was only like two feet of space on either side then there was a door to the the cellar mm-hmm. we would all be sitting around this large table like 10 of us and we would hear like 
from the cellar. <laughs> but we we would hear that mm -hmm. all the time. And we'd open the door and of course no one's ever there. <sighs> and eventually we kind of just like everybody accepted let it, it go. We're like, oh well, he's knocking again. Like <laughs> yeah. or we'd hear the footsteps upstairs. The footsteps were were loud. That was a consistent loud. thing. Yeah. There was a dip in the in the floor. That was because of weight and of course the construction of the the building wasn't too up to standard, I guess. So there there was a lot of weight on that floor. So it, it had a dip. And that was the floor. You had to apply pressure for it to go down a little further. To see it, yeah. So every now and then we would see it just sitting around, you know, talking. All of a sudden you'd hear the and it dip. And like first question is, who's up there? Yes. Is it one of the kids? And of course, everybody's accounted for. Everybody's in the room with us, right? So and everybody would just kind of play it off, you know, and I guess it was because of that, that first experience with that face, with the old man's face, because from there and our conversation afterwards, mm -hmm. it came, we came to that realization. It's a shared space. He's letting his presence be known. Maybe he's interested in what we're talking about. Right. And yeah. this is, this is the core of everything that, that I like bringing up when it comes to sharing these type of stories is that it's not just about the lesson learned, but it's also, especially now, the time that we're in. The season. The season we're yeah. in. I mean, uh, I, I don't fully remember, uh, and, and, and forgive me, people, you know, uh, the, the months, October, November, December, January in Ganyageha, the terminology for those months are you're laying things to rest, season of the dead, hello, yes. <laughs> you know, like this, this is where things die, you know, well, this is what's happening around us. It doesn't matter what facility, facility you're working in what capacity your job is. Once again, there were people here before us. There were people that built those buildings, blood, sweat, and tears, and so on and so forth. But there's going to be some sort of link to something that they were passionate about in life. Yeah. So who are we to say, you got to go, right? You right. can't be here. We're not, when's the last time you ever heard of an exorcism in town? You know, like, <laughs> I don't think it's ever happened. And if it did, it's definitely in secrecy, right? But even that in terms of cleaning. Oh, cleaning. Yeah. Ooh. Now, once again, my opinion on this, you know, I understand that there people are quick to want to clean their homes or clean these buildings. I understand, especially when things are getting volatile, when people are getting hurt, mm -hmm. that's when I agree that things should be done. But my personal opinion, especially around these times is, well, it's important to do your feast because maybe that you are being visited just to ensure that there's a reminder like, Hey, remember you got to take care of us. We still need some of that sustenance that you get, that we need, you know, to continue our journey. And sometimes it's just, there's curiosity, you know, uh, um, I've lost, I, I can't, I didn't lose him. I was going to say I lost my father. He, I didn't lose him. He, he died in 2009 mm -hmm. and in 2009 afterwards, there was remnants of him, of my father. Uh, I would hear his voice or I would smell his cologne. Or sometimes I would feel that tap on my shoulder, which was familiar of a tap I would receive from my father. But the man died. How mm -hmm. is it possible that he's still around? It's not physically possible. So what's the other explanations that we have? It's not physical. So we have to think about the outside or this veil that gets lifted every now and yeah, then. Yeah, the other, right? the, the other untouchable side. Exactly. The other side, you know, yeah. and there's how many movies made about that? Oh yeah, for you sure. You know, like, and even that. I know I'm monopolizing the conversation, but I guess that's kind of the point in a sense. <laughs> but when you look at those things, the, the movies that are made, who put those ideas into those people's heads? The director, the producer, the writer, 
They're how all did based they, off experience. How did they think about these crazy <laughs> beasts and monsters? I mean, yeah, it's true. H.P. Lovecraft, I absolutely adore his writing. Like eldritch tales and all these mythical monsters, gods from other dimensions. like Or even Clive Barker. Oh my God, thank you. Yeah, yeah. The, the man like himself, how, right? Mm. Uh, where where did the, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> where somebody or something put that idea there? Yeah, inspiration you know? comes exactly. from somewhere. Exactly. Thank you. All right, we're speaking the same language. That's that's yeah. it. So, you know, it's uh, even those movies. Those they're all cautionary tales. We're it's all, true. Every all culture across this planet, we were all speaking the same language. I think know? every cult, like I'm not going to say every culture, but a lot of cultures out there have these types of stories. Every I'm saying every again, but I kind of feel like all cultures have stories like this or scary Absolutely. stories because there's a there's something about the fear factor that people are just completely interested in. I'm not saying like the blood and the gore yeah, and yeah. the horror movies, but there's just something about these types of subjects that bring out that shine in our eye. Mm. <laughs> like we all kind of yeah. sat up a little yeah. bit when we started talking. Well, really. Uh, but what is it? There's a curiosity in it's that. It's because something we're familiar with, something we've grew up with our entire lives are these stories. And that's what connects us even more. And we always want to hear a, a, a different version of a new Absolutely. version. Ooh, I, I know, oh, so, I yeah. know so much of like, say the, the hoof lady. Well, did you know this? Like, Ooh, it up <laughs> yeah, in my chair. Yeah, yeah. like there's an extra chapter in this. And, and when you hear out. somebody had a personal experience with the <gasps> hoof lady, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> right? Yeah. She, she lived in my backyard. <laughs> Someone seen a print. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, the devil's footprint in the stone that used yes. to be your step-by-step. -step. Where is that stone? Can somebody tell me this? You know, I like, actually have a story about that. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Bring it on. It's not my own story, but this is, it's something I've heard in my family. Mm -hmm. And I have an uncle that was apparently the witness to that event. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> tell me what he's seen. All right. Let's go through the story. What again, happened? again, it's late at night, right? Yeah. Out. Shouldn't be out. Shouldn't be out partying. Shouldn't be out drinking. Yes. Yes. Cautionary tale. Yeah. Out anyway. Yeah. They live on the highway, so he's heading home. He's mm. heading home. And yeah, he gets, I, I don't remember the story exactly, but he, he was approached by this. A person, a being? A person, a being. Okay. And yeah, scared the shit out mm. of him and he nailed it home. But it was right there, that stone with the hoof in it. Yeah. That's his story. See, now. Like, there, you, I, don't, I don't know if he seen her imprint it. Yeah. Or if, if like he just seen her at that spot, because maybe this happened like, I don't know, hundred years ago, but yeah. she keeps showing up there. Yeah. Maybe it could something be something like stone, that, you know, right? but it's the stone. Yeah. Well, see, and, and it, like you said, then, and somebody tells that story and there's always going to be somebody else to add to it. Oh, well, I heard this. See, now that stone, I heard that that footprint was like more or less melted into the stone. So it wasn't just as simple as a tap and here's the footprint in, in a, in a stone. It was like the person or the being's footprint was like, it, it was on fire. Yeah. It was like it bolted, brand, it branded, branded into, the stone, branded yeah, the like stone. deep into it too. And I remember seeing that stone as a kid. So but how do you make a mark like that in the stone? For real, right? Like, how do you do that? Like, You're not there with like a little tiny detail yeah, chisel Fred, trying Fred to figure Flintstone, that out. Fred like, Flintstone had nothing to do with that work, right? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, so how do we work this? Like, what's the, what's the logic behind it? How people? did that get there? Exactly. Now there might be listeners that are like, uh, maybe especially the younger listeners, like that's not true. And I never seen it. It didn't happen. But like, there's a good population of this community that knows exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. That they know it's that true. stone or the stories of 
the horse's tails being braided. Ooh, we just yeah. brought that up like the other day. I'm like, we need to talk about right? that one. Yeah. And, and and see the beauty for, with, with Karina and I, we being at the White House, like right across the street, that's the, the barn. Horse, the yeah. barn was there before yeah. there was a home there, right? And next to Cattery School. And of course, those stories of people witnessing little beings like gremlins or ghouls or something like that, like sitting on top. Some people say demons, right? But uh, I, I don't know what they are, but these little beings sitting on top of uh, on, of the horse and, and braiding its tail. Yeah. And that was always, at least the way I was told coming up, was that that's the, that's the, the, the devil, the devil uh, sending its minions to, to get the horse ready for a ride. Like the horse is tainted now. Exactly. So don't the touch that tainted, horse. The horse is tainted. The barn is tainted. Right. I remember being on the schoolyard side mm -hmm. and uh, it was very close to the fence yeah. still. And we were trying to poke it once with a stick and I swear to God, the stick would not, it right? would like, it would bend. So we're going through the gate yeah, yeah. and we're trying to touch, poke the, the barn with it, but the stick would bend would in a weird, it. funny way where it wouldn't actually touch the building. I mean, we we're little kids, so maybe it didn't happen, but. That, but it's your experience. That was my experience it's your at the story. time. <laughs> and, and with your experience and your story, what's the cautionary tale? Don't go in that barn. Don't go in the barn. <laughs> don't, don't even poke the barn. Don't even poke the barn. Right? Yeah. Yep. And with those beings, whatever they are, like, that's, why are they getting a horse ready? Like, why, like maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it did in terms of these creatures, but people seen them. And if the horse's tails were braided and look, uh, I've never braided hair, but something tells me it takes a little bit of doing. Right. And yeah. especially a horse's tail is a, to, is a wild creature that intricately, yeah. especially exactly. like, yeah, that's, and there were work. nights where I did see the tail braided. And there was, if I remember correctly, there was Creepy. three horses and then it went down to two. And I mean, I was, uh, that, that's when I was a, a cattery student too. I remember seeing the, the horse's tails braided, but then as a, uh, as a facilitator of the youth group, you know, I would see that from time to time until of course it was taken down and you know, the, 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 the territory was, uh, appropriated for a home and everything. So, but I would like to question, I mean, I know the family, I'd like to know from their part, are they aware of other things happening? You know, cause they live right there, you know, it'd be interesting mm. to, uh, have that conversation, you know? Do you guys remember that there was like a, a weird well in the yard, the schoolyard, just beyond the schoolyard? On the so, exterior. Yeah. There were like, uh, just the there's a of home, the wall. like there's the path that walks towards the white house, yeah. but then there's like that bush. Yeah. There was a well in there. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Cause I, our, our teachers used to take us out there for whatever reason. And I, I believe the well was filled, mm. but there like was also, filled in. Yeah. yeah okay. Filled in. And there was also like a board on top of it, I guess, just so that kids you're didn't right. jump yes, into yes, it. Yes, yes, you're right. I do recall there being a well on the exterior of, there's the white house, like, so th they have the path. Yeah, there was. The one house, then there's the white with one. With the pumps, right? Yes, there was the pump yeah. there, and then there was the podium for, like, the soapbox, so to speak, uh, public announcements and yeah. what have you. Now we have these things. We have microphones, <laughs> so thank you, uh, advancement in technology. So, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I, didn't, I, I, I never knew about the wall uh, until, like, you bringing it up. Yeah, I, I have memories of that whole gullied out area. Yeah, there's, I think I never went in there just because of the poison ivy itself, so. That well used to creep me out. When I was, like, uh, nine or ten years old, I was, like, obsessed with writing. Mm. I used to just write stories, and they were all horror stories, of course. Horse. Of course, Goosebumps horse. came out at the oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was, like, obsessed with writing horror stories, and I swear to God, I wrote about five of them just about that well mm -hmm. in that yard. Well. 
see, we keep bringing it. We're talking about the same area. It's all the constantly. same area. <laughs> you well, know? that's where the heart of all the stories take place. That's right. Yeah, that's the old true. village. So, thank you, Dennis. I mean, is. enough said. That that's exactly it. That's that was home. That was gonna walk. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be stories that like. But even so, like all along the river mm-hmm. where the seaway was, there's there's stories in all those places. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's um. I don't know if you remember the Green Castle. Oh my, yeah, 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 yeah. That was right next to my grandmother's house, yes. I was just telling Denon the other day that that place was haunted like crazy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, energy. Energies. Energies. Mm-hmm. Catchphrases, catchphrases. You're listening but to that, this podcast goes to the other side as well. Yeah, yeah. It's yep. true. It's trans, this is also trans, energy. Transdimensional, that's right. Yeah. So uh, that place was a major highlight. Like, of course. I, I knew some of the people who would live in there. And I couldn't even walk by that building at night. I was so afraid to look at it. For I would real. be like, <laughs> yeah. blinders on, just like nailing it past the past that house, just because you don't want to look in the window. Something's gonna be looking at you. It was green. <laughs> it was white and green, right? It was like stone, but I think it was so old that it had a copper roof and yeah, okay. copper yeah. turns green. green. Yeah. yeah, yeah, had a bit of a ornate design. Yes, to it. yeah, yes. it was very gothic, it had, gothic um, looking. Looks like, like that. almost like a turret. Yes. Yeah. 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 The Adams family house. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> There's another something one. like that. There's another home. Uh, I know ev- just about everybody that I've spoken to, like when, especially when you're a child, you would get creeped out. Is um, across from the uh, Elders Lodge, large uh, stone uh, brownstone building has the second floor like a lookout tower. Yeah. Okay. That yes. one, and I know there there was an elderly woman that lived lived there. I don't know if she still lives there, but like everybody that would pass, you know, like. You're taking your, either you're cruising around at night or you're walking with your friends and you pass by that building and then just, <laughs> you get that feeling. It's, and actually that was one of the, uh, I think that was an officer's uh, home uh, during the, the, the old war there. So was that 1812? I can't remember the year of that it's, war. It's one of those houses that's got, if it's got the year on it that it was built, so right. there's something, okay, like there's something there's spooky something about this. If it's built in the 1800s or yeah. early 1900s, okay, yeah. this is uh So it has history there. Yeah. I, I, you mentioned it too, like River Road, like this, that's, that's going to walk it. That was central, right? Yeah. So yeah, there's going to be history. And like, uh, uh, once again, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but you know, uh, when you have an old church too, mm-hmm. like the church might bring up bad feelings for some people. Some people, of course, of course they're going to have great feelings about it, but regardless of those good or bad feelings, just churches alone tend to bring a presence as well. Some sort of energy. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they deal with the dead as well. They have ceremonies as well. So there's going to be things, there's well, going to be energies. For sure. It's also a large stone building with as a history. Said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. A history. And the same could apply to the longhouses as well in yeah, this community, right? True. They're going to feel things. They're going to sense things. And it's funny, you know, like every practice in this world uses some sort of medicines, what they qualify as a medicine or some sort of smudge or whatever to either bring it out into the open or, or release that energy from, from the area. So that's, this type of stuff is cross-cultural and it doesn't matter what religion, what culture you're from. There's always these belief systems, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whether you're from Japan or Norway, it doesn't matter. They all have their stories. They all have scary stories. You know? Ooh, I would love mm-hmm. to hear some from other places. Right. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, I've heard some from, uh, our sisters and brothers from Maori territory, you know, like and it's funny, a lot of their stories are, are very similar to ours. However, the South Americans, their stories, their creation stories, and their scary stories are so interlinked to ours. Like they have the flying head. 
they wow. have they have their vampires and uh, people don't don't know this but we have stories of vampire vampirism in our culture and like it, just energy suckers or like actual blood yeah. suckers with yes and yes yes and yes, yes okay and yes. so you know like we we have that uh but the tell uh, the, the go-to stories always seem to be the flying head yeah uh a cocoa <laughs> we just said it a hoof lady you know a monkey dog oh the know? monkey dog i almost forgot about that yeah, one. yeah, yeah right <sighs> do you uh, remember okay mad group mm-hmm. about 15 years ago we were a little bit more relaxed with things we were doing the fear factor oh yes and uh, those days miss those days oh wow he, merrick i asked him to come on the show today because he is like the best storyteller ever especially when it comes to scary stories he knows how to scare the crap out of you Maybe so that's it's the age, though. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I. You could probably. Uh, you'll you'll tell me the same story, and I'll probably still be scared. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the Akokwa, the okay. cemetery. Yes. The, wow. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So uh, context then. Yes, uh, I'm sorry. That was okay. just a whole bunch of like words. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big mind meld right it's there that other people the can't memory. see. That's yeah. what happened. You went to the memory. So <laughs> let me enlighten some people over what Mr. Dybo had vindictively done to <laughs> to the kids that were part of the group there so yes we did a fear factor and we didn't ask any permission maybe that was bad on me but we did not ask any permission and we utilized the uh the grounds of the uh, the cemetery so i apologize uh you know for what it's worth i know it's years later but i do apologize for this uh we utilized the the cemetery as a point of reference for the beginning of our fear factor so one of the the stories that I did tell was of Okokwa. Now, it's just the story that I grew up with the way I was told. So, of course, countless people are going to have another story. But this also is a tale that I've heard cross-culturally as well. So there was a man, Okokwa. One night he was, uh, he was drinking. Yeah, he was uh, imbibing alcohol and he decided, oh, I need to make it home. It's late at night now. And so he makes his way. For him, the easiest way to make his way home was to travel on the train tracks. So... He started making his way home little by little, stumbling, you know, and then he ended up, he was so intoxicated that he got to the point where he passed out. And so he did, he fell asleep onto the tracks. And of course, we don't really know uh, how much time had transpired, but a train did come and rolled right over this dude. So the story goes that his, uh, his upper part of his body was retrieved, but the lower part, his legs were not retrieved. So what they did was they did bury the top half of his body in the, uh, the cemetery. Once again, the story I was told. <laughs> so, and his body, uh, the top half of his body was covered, obviously, obviously buried, but not just buried. What they did put in its place was they put a giant slab of concrete over an, another existing, I guess, like stone. So they were trying to ensure that Okokwa does not get out. However, the story I told, oh, just to backtrack a second. The legs, the story is that the legs continue to walk the tracks. Mm-hmm. Should you be that person doing the same exact thing, a kukwa, the legs will come after you and kick you to the point because he's trying to ret- retrieve his upper half. He has no idea where it is. So if he kicks you and he manages to get you to the ground, he's going to sever the top half of your body and place it on his to see if it's a fit. Yeah. So that was, the, that was the story I grew up with. That's the story that I told. So I'm in the, we're in the cemetery and I'm telling them the story and then they don't even realize. And then I, I kind of looked to my left and I said, what you're looking at on your left hand side is a cook was a burial ground. Oh, that. And 
send as everyone. You, as you could see, there's a crack. Yeah. There is a crack <laughs> along the length of the, of his, uh, his, uh, of the slab. So every now and then his top half of the body is trying to retrieve the lower half of his body. So we have to be careful while we're here. <laughs> so every kid that was there, the look on their face was they did something in their pants that requires going to the bathroom. Right. So that was the story back then. And yeah, just the look was priceless. And that was, that was just part of that story. But you know, uh, the, the tracks actually is, is oh the tracks are so scary they oh. tell you don't whistle at night on the tracks i still don't understand that i don't get it but the whistling at night thing it's anywhere right but i heard especially on the track well yeah. have, you, have you heard like either one of you enlighten me if you because i i mess around with my kids on a daily basis and then the whistling part is one of them you know like don't whistle at night or don't whistle when you so i don't i do it the you only know? thing that i've ever i guess been told Mm -hmm. I don't even know who told me. Let's like, just growing up yeah. here or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. is that whistling calls spirits to you? Okay. Okay. So that's that's all I've I've ever heard from it. So you don't whistle at night because they walk at night. It's not a far fetched theory. I mean, look, you have Tibetan monks. They believe that our voice, that the tone, all that stuff. Even they have those chants because there's a certain level of of um, interdimensional travel that, that your voice will have or the tone, like the, the ohms and the ahs and all those things, that it carries a certain message and it carries it into nirvana as they believe. So mm -hmm. why, I mean, it's, it's kind of feasible to say a whistling, that tone, that sound might attract certain, certain things. Well, why do, why do people whistle if we think about it? If you're whistling, it's because you're trying to catch the attention. There you go. Right? Whether you're like, a cat or you're whistling or at not, your right? dog, yeah. you're yeah, yeah. whistling for your kids sure, to yeah. like yeah. look at you or something. Like I it's whistle, usually, whistle, I carry a tune, but yeah. uh, I don't. Some have people any, sing with it, yeah, yeah. too. Like, but uh, also at night, if I whistle, I'm doing the same thing. You're carrying a tune. I'm not necessarily, or uh, to my own. But what does music do? Like, so that, even yeah. if you are whistling a tune, music is to draw attention. In, of course, right? sure. It's to connect. Oh, yeah, see? <laughs> Creepy. Little see? did I know, you know, you're out there just singing along, but you're actually putting on a show. Yeah. And, uh, ooh, let's yeah. go see what's going yeah. on down the street. And you just, mm -hmm. ooh, I have an invisible audience right, right now. Right, exactly. And sometimes they let their presence be known, whether that's that tap on the shoulder or what have you, right? All of a sudden, that cold shiver, you know? And oh, yuck. Like, did you ever see uh, The Sixth Sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, and he's like, do you ever feel when the hair on your neck stands up? That's that. That's that movie. <laughs> oh, Scare God. me. What a movie. That one was That's priceless. a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> See, that, that, I love that movie because of the simplicity of it, you know, and you don't catch it right away. You don't know yep. who Bruce Willis' character it. is and you're watching the whole movie and then, oh my God, it blows you away towards the end, right? But some of these circumstances happen real life for some of our people and uh, not just our own people, uh, you know, exterior, but these stories, these are stories to, to carry on. I mean... I hope, you know, when, when I'm not on this earth anymore, that the stories that I shared with my kids and, and uh, community members and, you know, that they will remember, oh yeah, this one time, you know, this guy, Merrick Dybul, or my dad told me the story that happened to him or ha happened to so-and-so. Like, actually, I'll give you a concrete uh, example of one. My father. My father had no belief in an afterlife, no belief in energies, ghosts, goblins, vampires, ghouls, whatever, you know, the, the whole nightlife, so to speak. He, he had no belief in it. He believed that when you die, that's it. That's it. It's lights out. It's darkness after that. Darkness is still something, right? So he told me he did work at the train bridge. He was a security guard 
and being a, a skeptic that he was, he didn't really believe in, you know, all, like all these things that I mentioned. But one night he hears something. He hears a... I hope your listeners could hear that because mm-hmm. I could hear it through the mic. They hear... Oh yeah, by the way, you should be listening to this at night. Yes, oh, so. I hope so. Please. Please. <laughs> yeah. So you hear it. So he gets out of his booth and he looks around. What the heck is that noise? From a distance around the bend of the, 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 the train track, the turn towards the, uh, the train bridge, he sees something. He sees this glimmer. And the way he described it was this green aura. And actually, uh, I know people can't see it, but this, uh, this quarter here is pretty much the color that he's seen. So like this really bright, vibrant, oh, Slimer green. Slimer right. green. Ghost, Ghostbusters yeah. right. green, Slimer green. <laughs> yep. He sees this color. So I tie it immediately to ectoplasm. <laughs> That's what I oh. thought. So he hears that noise. He sees this green stuff approaching. And so he stands on the tracks and he sees it quickly coming. It was a train. So that's that noise. That's the, 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 the track, uh, the track bumping the ground, the doom, the doom, the doom, the doom, the doom. And he hears that, right? And it's quickly coming. It's getting intense. So now he, he freaks out. He runs to the booth and he hides in the booth, but he's looking out the window. And he said, the train came by and he said it was all green. And he said, but the ba- whole back end of the train was on fire. And he said, but the flames were green. So he thought logically, well, the flames are covering the entire train. But then as it passed and he felt the heat, there was literal heat, he said, coming from the back end of the train, not from the whole front, just the back end. And he said at the back, what he's seen, oh, it stuck with me forever. He's seen people in flames trying to jump out the back that like to live. And then as soon as it got to the train bridge, it was gone. And oh he said God. he felt the heat, he's seen it. And this is once again, a complete skeptic not believing in this stuff coming home and telling his, telling my mother what, what he's seen. seen. And then of course, by extension, I hear this story and I, I retained it the, all these years. And this isn't that long ago. Like, uh, you know, maybe, uh, well, for some people it is long ago, but it's like 30 years ago or so, you know? So that's when I remember hearing the story and he had night shift. He would work from five o'clock at night till five in the morning. So, and he, he kept saying there was a time that these things started that they would happen. And he said it would, would be like between two o'clock and three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. That's the witching hours. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And once again, he's a skeptic. He didn't believe in this stuff, but this is what he's seen. There was other things that he's seen, weird, oh, crazy I things. Bet. I bet. Especially mm-hmm. being on the water like yes. that. There's tons mm-hmm. of energy. And it's iron. Just, yeah. And with it, but see, uh, those of you that are supernatural fans, you know, <laughs> you would think that the iron would have been a deterrent, but. It played no, and I'm talking about iron in terms of the tracks themselves, right? The, the rails themselves, uh, you'd think it would be a deterrent of that, that energy, but it seemed to be more of a conduit. I guess it depends on whether you choose to believe this, you know, uh, that energy doesn't have any bounds, you know, but maybe what it means is something like that, that train that that's unsettled business. Yeah. I was just going to say, I wonder if there's some kind of, uh, event or historical there's gotta thing be. like that that's actually yeah. happened because a lot of energy stories mm-hmm. trademark <laughs> <laughs> yep. they like there's a bunch of different types of like hauntings right mm-hmm. and one of them is that it's like the replay on a loop right where the energy is just there and it's just repeating itself residual energy so it's not yeah. really conscious it's more just it's a memory right that continues to repeat it's yeah. a memory that's lost 
Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. I uh, actually, I love that concept. A lost memory just, yeah, on, on, on loop. Yeah. You know? So I wonder, it'd be interesting to see if there was something like that that happened. Well, like uh, in the area, because it doesn't necessarily have to happen specifically on that bridge, but in the area. It'd be interesting to know, like, yeah, who we could get in contact with about that. Is that CNN Rail? Is that... Maybe uh, just Googling old articles, you yeah. might be able to find some stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's within reason that there must have been on a train track, like an accident in the past, you know, like... Well, we used to have train tracks all over this town, too. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I just, a couple years ago, we had like a historical figure mm -hmm. in Kahnawake come and tell us stories because I worked at the White House with the teenagers mm -hmm. there as well. So we were like, let's do some Kahnawake history. Yeah, yeah. So he actually told us that like near the hospital, the original hospital that was there was a hotel yep. first because of the ferry that would bring people to town to catch the train to go mm -hmm. wherever it was that they were going because mm -hmm. Montreal's an island. They had yep. to get over. So like the train tracks would go through town, the OCR, like all the other places, right? To bring mm -hmm. people. There was one that went all the way out by St. Remy. Like even in my neighborhood, the Sesame Street area that used to be all quarry mm -hmm. there, there was actually a train track there as well. That's right. And it runs right through that bush that everybody hates because oh that boy. bush has energies. <laughs> <laughs> no, yep. like I swear to God, there are no kids that play in that bush still. Mm -hmm. I grew up in that neighborhood my entire life. I played in that bush maybe twice and I was done. <laughs> bad, well, bad you, vibes in you, there. <laughs> you got to question what the labor force was going through at that time, right? Yeah. So yeah. the residual energy, yeah, sitting in place on loop, right? No, no, I know what you mean. I stayed away from that area too. And my, I know my cousin lived right near it. And he's, he's my, my cousin, he's, his father told me the same thing to stay away from the area and don't play in there, but never told me why. Like that you know? whole street, like uh, Shane's place, the yes. old uh, chicken wing place, yes. that whole street was a train track, mm -hmm. like right across that, yep. all that was a train track. So like, just imagine how much history there was mm -hmm. on those train tracks. Yep. So, well, and that's the thing I, I said earlier, right? All of the organizations in, in this community, uh, the buildings, especially more of the, the old school buildings in this community, it's going to carry, it's going to carry some, some energy there. For you know? sure. Schools. Everybody has a Cattery school, a sto a Cattery <laughs> yes, school story. Do. Those of you that went, you have a story. I have one. Uh, uh, the, the best one that I remember was actually from uh, my uncle uh, who passed away uh, a few years back. And he was telling me, because let's not forget that that also was a day school. Mm -hmm. So uh, actually, uh, you yeah, know, the yeah, you, you, you had uh, Wahesuan, right? So we know that there were priests. We know that there were nuns there. Uh, I think I was the last regime of student population that had a nun. Uh, I had Sister Kay. Uh, I, I don't know. You, you probably don't know who she is, but she was there. Anyway. My brother had her. Yeah. Okay. Not and me though. She was, uh, she was a piece of work. That's, that's for sure. So. Uh, but the story goes, uh, when my uncle was going there, he said that he had, uh, there were nuns there. Um, and he told me one time he was sent downstairs to retrieve something from the maintenance room. So he goes downstairs, he grabs whatever it is. I don't know, maybe paper towels or whatever, something simple. So he goes down and then he's w walking back up the stairs and what he witnesses, oh man, I could actually see it. What he witnesses, he said it was a nun walking up the stairs. So it would have been the main flight walking up to the second floor. So each step that the nun was taking, he heard this sizzling sound. So 
I'm horrible at sound effects, but I'll try. So you hear that? <laughs> no, that was horrible. Anyway, that, you get the point. Bad. It wasn't bad. bad. I'm trying. <laughs> so a sizzling sound, not bacon, but like the a burning, singeing yeah. sound. Searing. Oh, perfect. There's the word. Searing. A searing. So yeah, that sound that when you're cooking that steak and you're searing it, that sound, that's what you're, you're, you're going to hear. So he hears that each step not thinking about it. And he said he kept a distance from the nuns. She was already like maybe three quarters up, up the way. And what he looked at, he said, he looked at the stairs and he seen with each footprint was this searing sound. And she left a mark on each step, this red, hot, searing step, uh, footprint on each step. And he said he walked up and he could feel the residual heat from that step, uh, the footprints. And then he looked up at her and he said that she slowly, <laughs> she slowly turned around and looked at him. And I get this impression that those of you that have seen The Nun, the movie The Nun, I get that impression. You know, she turned around and looked at him with this eerie, creepy smile and just went, shh. And then she kept walking yeah. and he said, he stood there for five minutes just crying just crying. And then of course he went to class and he told the teacher what he had seen. And of course they didn't believe him, but, and they, the students ran out and he said they, they were looking at the, uh, the, the stairwell and of course they didn't see anything. Yeah. And that's the problem, right? You see, you're the one that sees it. Yeah. How are people going to believe you if it's, there's no it's proof? It's meant for you. That's, exactly. That's it. It's meant for you. If you tell it, you tell it as a yeah. story because that's what it is. Yes. But if you're meant to see it and experience and that's yours. What's, his me what's the message? It's, right? it's for you. Yeah. Yes. And that's that it. story has stuck around because even when I was there, I heard that one. No kidding. Yeah. I wow. heard that one. Okay. The nuns in the stairwell. Okay. See, well, <laughs> then there's, oh, I, I literally, yeah, those goosebumps. Yeah. So there's. There's something about that boiler something. room too. <laughs> Freddy Krueger vibes going there, on. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like. <laughs> Yeah. I remember I was playing outside during recess and I fell in the mud. I was covered mm -hmm. head to toe in water. I had to change into my gym clothes. Mm -hmm. So they were like, yeah, you need to go throw your stuff in the dryer, which is in the far back of that broiler room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I did that, but I managed to do it. But I think I ran out of there oh, as yeah. soon as I could. You yeah. held your breath while you were in yeah. there. As soon or as if you, you even had to go to the bathroom by yourself because the bathrooms right are across. like, yeah. ugh. Well, see, Yuck. <laughs> you, you're, you're pointing out something that's also very important, not, not just with storytelling, but just having these experiences all on its own. It's, um, the feeling of the basements. Yeah. The, that weird dread that you yes. get where you have to run up the stairs. I, I don't care how <laughs> old you are. There's four of us in this room. Guaranteed. At least one of us will have that feeling. If not all of us that yeah, that eeriness, that unsettled feeling. Uh, my bedroom, yeah, my bedroom is in the basement. Both of uh, two of my kids, their bedroom is in the basement. We're used to it, obviously, but every now and then, there's that feeling, especially when all the lights are out and it's three thirty mm -hmm. in the morning. You get this like Ugh. because like, we're we're literally subterrain. Yes, thank you. So yes. we're in the earth, That's but it. then we're also surrounded by stone. There's no escape. <laughs> Concrete right? foundation. Well, I had an elder in the community say. Well, that was a stupid move. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Well, why did you build your bedrooms in the basement? I don't know, because that's where we want it, because it's cooler in the summer, you know? And, and he says, well, what you effectively did is you're sleeping with the dead. I'm like, Ew. oh, dude, <laughs> My why, are you, in the basement right? why are you telling me that? <laughs> 
why did you say that? Like, but you know what? He was, he's absolutely right. Yeah. There's a reason why they say six feet under. Yes. You know, and look, we're, uh, we're literally sleeping there, you know? So. <laughs> Yuck. But, That's so gross. And if your I'm house like is built right next now. to the graveyard too. Oh, it's like, come yeah, on. You got oh. a poltergeist uh, movie going on there, right? Knock on the wall, there's something spooky on yeah, the other that's, side. that's it. But regardless, we, we, yeah, we have these stories, we have these feelings. Walking past the graveyard, that's a feeling. Yeah, you know, it's that's like you don't want to look. Yeah, that's a vibe in its own. Yeah, uh, going downstairs, just turning Looking off the lights. Looking out the windows at night. Oh, if you're on the I, second floor, uh, especially. You know? I, I have to have my curtains closed as soon as the, mm -hmm. it goes out because i seen a movie. I forget what it's called. But there was something like that where they're like, oh, haunting mm. in Connecticut. Have okay. you guys ever seen that? Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! There's a part in the movie where, like, in the basement, I think her base, her she was in the basement or something like that, and it's nighttime, and she's like looking out the window, and you could see the, the energy mm -hmm. looking at her, mm -hmm. and she can't see it, but it's looking at her. Always sees her, and I'm like, oh my goodness! Mm -hmm. That was stuck in my head. I cannot. I can't. My my curtains blinds well, see, are all closed that night. I can't and, look and out the window. And that's just a movie, right? But, it's just a movie. But I hear of stories just in our community of messages being written on second floor windows when there's no possible way to write a message on yeah. the exterior of the window. I mean, yes, there's ladders and everything, but you're going to hear those type of things. You're going to hear the ladder tap your wall or the window. You're going to hear something on you're your gonna window. You're going to hear the rustling. Exactly. There, there's there's tall tale signs that there's a physical person out there. But I've heard it quite a few times of. Especially it's, it's usually children that this is happening to, you know, they're seven, eight years old. They hear something at that window and they go to look and maybe there's a little mes message written on the window or there's a handprint on the exterior. Mm. There's all these little signs of something being there. And then of course, I, I, from, from me, my grandmother, she had, she told me when I was young, if you ever hear this, any knocking at your window. Cause she knew like at, at my home that I, I lived on the second, second floor. My, my bedroom was, uh, yeah, second floor. And I had my window and she said that if you ever hear tapping or knocking at your window, you do not answer it. So what's the question that comes from there? Well, why? Yeah. Why not? Well, what's going to happen to me? And you think you're tough as a kid, but when that stuff happens to you, <laughs> you're not so tough anymore. Right. But there's so. also that same thing, like if you hear knocking at your door mm -hmm. and if you could see that there's nobody there, don't answer it. But if you can't see and you do answer it and there's no one there, mm -hmm. like I've always been told that you need to say you're not welcomed here yeah. Yep. and then close the door. Yep. You, that's it. There, even I know within the, the, the language, uh, I hear people will say like, er to saw it or, uh, what's it the hoonsie er to ease it. So what's it the hoonsie? That's, uh, uh, the, the blackness, the shadow. Mm -hmm. the dar that darkness you, you have to leave so even like at the school sometimes I'm, I'm doing cleanings on on students or staff you know like they got that bad juju on them that bad energy on them yeah. they want to expel it so i do some smudging and that's that's some uh, some of the things that i'll say is uh you know what's the who's the air to ease it take away that blackness to get it get it get, uh, move someplace else you're not welcome I love, I love that about our language, right? Like that is just so descriptive and yeah. you know exactly what that means to yeah. take that darkness away. Exactly. It's like, you get out. That's <laughs> yeah. 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 Out. Right to the point. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to jump back. Like sure. we were talking about the story from the white house, the Akokwa yeah. apologizing for <laughs> using the cemetery without permission. Yeah. That's on me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't remember if we did have permission slips for the kids at the time. Probably not. Maybe we had, not. We had permission slips. Yeah. From your parents. And I got to tell you the truth. Like 
every one of the parents that I con- uh, contacted were totally game for it. That's what I was just going to totally say. Totally game for like, it. Like, even if you don't have permission, nobody's mad. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because that's just kind of how we are here, right? Yep. Like, everyone... Hard face. Yeah, hard face. No, not even <laughs> just that, but, like, uh, going back to the, the how we're used to it. Yeah. Everyone has a story, whether you're a skeptic or a non-skeptic or yeah. whatever. Like, it's it's part of our cultural vibe in our community to just tell these stories no matter what your background is yeah no No matter matter, no matter no matter your religion and it goes back to that curiosity factor and you know they're all cautionary tales and they all have a point they all have a reason for this kind of stuff exactly just to maybe wrap things up a little Mm -hmm. bit here like there are some perspectives in the community that maybe think that there are some stories that should not be told then my question is why why? Why? Yeah. Why? I, I, sorry to cut you off. Uh, that's that's my immediate question. Why don't you want to tell that story? The story is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. There like, has to be the cautionary tale. There has to be something involved in that. Why am I not allowed to talk about Okokua? Why am I not allowed to say certain things? I I did hear some like some feedback somewhere along the line okay. where people actually a lot in um, certain classes and stuff that I mm-hmm. took even there. There's like a notion that if you talk about, because within our culture, we have condolence ceremony for people who have passed on. Absolutely. Because their spirit needs to go. Yeah. So then the notion here is that if we bring up these people, mm-hmm. like in, in stories, we're it, it's we're, we're bringing their energies back here. Okay. And maybe some of those energies should not come back here. Like yeah. almost like we're yeah. giving power to the negative. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I could definitely understand that perspective, giving that power to the negative, the negative side of things. But like, look, we live in a world where there's posit- positives and negatives. Yeah, this is this is the equilibrium of which we live in. Our creation story dictate that you have you have Tarunyuwag and you have Sawiskira. That's exactly it. There's a balance. balance. Why do balance. we just talk about Deganoida? I mean, Tarunyuwagu, uh, uh, and why aren't we talking about Sawiskira? Sawiskira had the same mother. Yeah. Why don't we talk? It's because, oh, because he's the bad twin. I never, personally, I never believed that there's a bad twin. I just always, I teach my kids that there's balance. Yes. Because that's what that story is about, is precisely. that there's a balance. Exactly. If you, if you just talk about the good, then, uh, then there is no bad, right? Right. Exactly. That's very naive. Or the good Sorry, doesn't folks. exist without the bad. <laughs> exactly. They don't exist without each other. We, Linguistically. Yeah. Everything. Uh, in each and every one of us, there's good and bad. Yep. We have the possibility we could nurture a child, but we could also do harm to a child. We do harm to ourselves on a daily or we, do, we uplift ourselves on a daily. Mm-hmm. It's in us. That's what the creation story, that, that's us. That's everything. Mm-hmm. So that negative side of things, I'm sorry for the people that shared that with you, but you're going to have my generation. I'm assuming it's my, uh, my generation and younger and, or maybe a little bit older. We're going to say, well, we need to talk about those things. I, I agree with that. It. I'm not saying that I agree with yeah. uh, that we should not add yeah. the energy to it, but I, I do agree that there's a place for these stories. Absolutely. And, Time and place. And how yeah. do yes. people know about these stories if you're not allowed to talk about mm-hmm. it? So even if it is a negative story or a story about a person who did bad things, yeah. there's always a lesson there yeah. regardless. Yes, exactly. Well, look, at it. there's, there's, I know we're limited on time now. Uh, witchcraft. People will say, well, don't talk about it. Well, why? It exists if there's good, uh, if there's Wicca, 
yeah. then there's good things that happen with, with Wiccans, but there's also bad things that happen with Wiccans because they could exactly. Take a turn. Yeah, yeah, it all depends on intention, I guess. That's right. It. So perfect word for it. Mm -hmm. The intention. So what's the intention of telling the stories, right? Exactly. Cautionary tales. So, yeah, that's, uh, I'm pretty sure we're right on that, that timeline. I right? <laughs> just did a full circle with that. There it is. Yeah. Bingo, uh, bingo. Yeah. Actually, that was kind of perfect. Perfect segue. <laughs> really good job, you. though, Karina. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, good job to you guys, to all of us, because yeah. this is awesome. Normally, yeah. like, I showed them before we came in that I typed up like this, outline mm -hmm. <laughs> and i was like this is just how my brain needs to function but we didn't even look at this paper at all no, didn't, no. Need to. No. <laughs> didn't need to didn't need no. to that yeah, was a good conversation loved it yeah that was awesome invite me back anytime i don't know Ooh. what you want me to talk about well whatever I'll, I'll, I'll help you guys you guys out well that's uh that we're still working on that we're trying to come up with some other ideas but i think for november we're going to roll with the topic of like health and wellness mm -hmm. and just the alternatives oh, yeah, and yeah. like just anything health awesome. and wellness, because a lot of people have different perspectives on stuff. Yeah. So I think that's what uh, November's podcast is going to be about. Well, it fits in line with a lot of other things that happen in the community. You have the Spirit of Wellness Month. Where, where and KCS I think it's just and, the time again, yeah, too. Yeah. It's seasonal, right? Like exactly. it's uh, like a lot of people are starting to go through seasonal depression yep. and like all kinds of things. Yep. So, but uh, this podcast is literally up for anything. <laughs> well, it's, it's all good. about we're, dialogue, we're conversation. All, we're all coming out of COVID. So this is, you know, like we have a lot of stories to tell. So yeah, and a lot of talk great. to talk about health. So uh, November is quickly approaching. So that's going to be awesome. Good job. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. No problem. Thank you, Denon, for also being. Oh, I'm here too. Yeah. <laughs> <Today>. <laughs> this, this was a great I had so much fun listening to, uh, to Merrick here and listening to their stories. And I, I certainly hope that uh, our listeners will as well. And I know it's a little late to say, I hope you listened at night, but, uh, you know, this, this is the time where you would, because yeah. they're scary stories. <laughs> now, it doesn't have the same effect if you're listening, you know, at lunchtime. It's still good though. It's still good stuff. Still, we still got the kiwi. Kiwi dono jibi. Hot square. Hot square. All now. right. <laughs> now we'll go, everyone. The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your DWSA and its employees.